Hey everybody, welcome back to Sacred City Vision Drip. Before I get started today, I would love to have some of your input. Um, I've got a bunch of ideas for podcasts, and and a lot of times there are things that are interesting to me, things that I've been reading, things that I would like to take um, and maybe distill to to bite size nuggets for you that I think are really helpful in the life uh, and ministry of the church. But I, at the same time, I also am not necessarily doing this podcast for me. I, I don't particularly like hearing myself talk. Um, I don't, um, the only thing that it helps for me is sort of refining my ideas so that there's an advantage in that way. But, but I'm not going back and listening to these things for myself. I, I want these things to be as maximally helpful for you as possible. And so um, I, I just want to ask for your input. If you're listening here and, and there's a topic, there's a, a theme, there's a subject that you want to hear some sort of um, comment on, some, some dialogue about, um, I, I want to know what those things are. I want to know what, what's interesting you. Um, and maybe it's things that maybe it's a theological question. Um, help, help, you know, help me understand reformed theology. Okay. What exactly do you want to hear about? Um, or, or missiology. Hey, I'm trying to reach my neighbors. What, what's, and I keep running into this hang up. What's the best thing that I could be doing or, or what could I be doing differently? Um, hit me up with those questions. Um, or if it has to do with parenting or finances or, uh, navigating the political world that we're caught in right now, any of things uh, of that nature that you want to hear on, I would love to get your input. You can just email me like right now, just email me um, short, simple thing, put in the, the heading podcast and, uh, and, and make a couple suggestions of, Hey, this is what I would love to hear about. Um, and I want to be able to frame that stuff up for you guys and present helpful content to you. So please do that. Sam at sacredcitychurch.com. Easy peasy. Sam at sacredcitychurch.com. Let me know the things that you are interested in hearing about. Um, that's that's my invitation to you, and and it really this podcast is only good as good as uh, the recommendations that come in. So, um, if you just want me to start, you know, uh, giving synopses of of the latest book that I read, then so be it. Um, but I, I know that not everybody wants to hear those things, and and maybe they're not the most helpful things for you at that point. Um, anyway, so I would love for your input. Please don't delay. Send those right now. Just just hit pause. Send them. And, uh, and I'll take a look at them, and, and we'll get to looking after them. Now on to today's show, okay? Um, well, we've been talking about a lot about d- discipleship lately. We've been t- our, our Cultivate Sermon series, aiming to reinvigorate our discipleship-making culture at Sacred City Moline. And the last several podcasts have been about um, discipleship, some of the, the facets of discipleship that maybe I don't have time to, to dive into in a whole sermon series. And so... Um, so we've been kind of working out through, through some of those ideas, and one of the things that um, we talked about last week, talking about the cultivation of self, using um, corporate worship, Bible reading, and prayer as these um, constant features of the Christian life that are meant to help grow us, um, to, to increase our fruitfulness, and to be a blessing to others, and and so those are the obvious spiritual disciplines that um, that we've talked about. And like I said in, in my sermon, we've spent some time in the Sacred City Life podcast um, talking on spiritual disciplines, kind of going through Donald Whitney's book, Dis- uh, Dis- Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Um, so if you want to learn more about that, I would highly recommend just jumping over there and listening to some of those conversations. But what I wanted to do 
is while I, I make this appeal to have more of that, to, to have a larger emphasis on corporate worship, um, to see more people in their Bibles on a more consistent basis, to see people faithfully praying and asking God to deliver on certain things, specific things. Um, I want to encourage everybody to keep doing that, to keep in that way. Um, but one of the things that I want to do is acknowledge um, where God has brought growth and um, to give thanks to God for those things. Because I, I do think that that oftentimes as we're going along the way, we <clears throat> this is true of our discipleship, we oftentimes miss the growth and we can't see the growth that God's cultivating in our own lives. It takes a, a minute of stepping back um, to sort of taking an inventory of God's evidences of grace that we've seen, which is why we do that in missional community on a regular basis. We're we're going back, we're stopping, we're pausing, we're, we're looking for things to be thankful for. And, and one of the things that we want to give thanks to God for often is is the places where he's growing us, that, that transformation from one degree of glory to the next. And not just being able to acknowledge that in ourselves, but to be able to, because oftentimes you can't see it, um, and, and maybe the person in the room, they can't see their own discipleship, but but if you have a vantage point where you can see how God's growing them, then you ought to celebrate that. You ought to you know, say, hey, I've, brother, I've been really encouraged. Uh, in fact, I did this a, a couple Sundays ago. I, I went up to a couple and I said, hey, I I know that you're in a tough season, but I have been really encouraged by the way um, the Lord has been growing you. I've been seeing fruit of the Spirit in you. I've been seeing just all these good things that, the, that God is doing. I just want you to know that I'm encouraged. I hope you're encouraged and to be able to highlight those things. I, I think the ability for us to do that um, to, to one another is, is really powerful. And so let me just do that from like a church perspective that um, kind of identify some of these evidences of grace um, within the spiritual disciplines of our church life. And then, and then I've got an appeal here at the end of this for you. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing that I just want to point out and highlight is, is that, um, man, God has been very gracious to us in, in giving us very worshipful Sunday gatherings. I, you know, I, I sit at the front of the sanctuary every week. Um, so I, I don't get to see what's going on behind me, but a lot of times I can hear, I can hear what's going on. I can hear people singing and, and I love, I love hearing people sing, not just the good singers, uh, but the bad ones too. The, the ones that don't that carry a tune, but by golly, they are, they are so thankful for what God has done in their life that they're just letting it rip. And I think that that is a glorious, uh, a glorious thing where, um, we've been seeing that. And actually, I, I think when I, we started praying for this back in maybe 2019, maybe 2020, um, when we, one of our prayer points was to, uh, to worship hard. And, and what we meant by that is like, when you work hard, you give yourself to something, you invest, you, you grind, you go the same sort of uh, mentality applied to worship that we want to worship hard, that we want to get, pour our heart and soul out into our worship. Uh, we want to expect the Lord to move in, in really special ways. And, and so I've seen that I, I've experienced how God has moved. I'm, I've been encouraged, um, simply by knowing, um, uh, what somebody's gone through in the past week and to see them there, um, to hear them singing or to see their hand raised or to hear a responsiveness to them, um, be it in the, the, um, absolution or, or confession of faith or, or whatever profession of faith or whatever it might be. Um, I just, I think the Lord has done something really good and, and I think God is going to continue growing us, um, in that capacity that our worship would really be full of zeal for the Lord. Um, and so, but I just want to acknowledge that. Um, and we've been, of course, been blessed to have great musicians through the years play um, and help us out musically. But even even some of the most powerful ser uh, services have been, um, you know, pretty 
unspectacular musically. It's just been an acoustic guitar and a couple voices. And so, you know, of course, we want to thank Trent for the way that he invests every every single week, and he's pulling out songs that fit with um, the liturgy and the sermon and stuff that's meant to really lead our hearts towards Jesus and worship. Um, and so we want to thank God for that and, and the investment and, and the impact that Trent has had on on that piece. But man, what the Lord is doing in the in the pews, that that also is something to give thanks for and, and pray for more of that. There will be more people in the pews um, singing God's praise, that there will be more zealous people in the pews singing God's praise. And so um, the growth that, that I've seen in that, <clears throat> awfully encouraged by. The other thing that I'm, I've been really encouraged by um, overall in our church life has been, I mean, we've always preached exegetically. We've always had a high focus on, on the word of God in our Sunday gatherings. But, but one of the things that's really changed over the last couple of years, um, is the personal Bible consumption that happens through, throughout our church. Um, this started a couple of years ago when I, I just realized, man, there's a lot of people that, that will pick up their Bible maybe on a weekly basis um, or, or just don't have a plan or don't have, have anything to like really hold them accountable. And so um, I had this idea to launch this Bible reading plan. We, we've been calling it Feast to Flourish. Um, and, and the first year was just a chapter a day. We were trying to help people who, who were inconsistent in their Bible reading, gain some kind of consistency to be in their word every day, to be, to be reading and studying and growing in their understanding of the word of God. Just as we read in Psalm 119, this, this devouring of God's word, um, is what we wanted. And so we, we made it through one year and I, it was a pretty good response from people. It's like, Hey, for the first time in my life, I've read my Bible every single day of the, of the year. And that's, a, that's pretty impressive. Um, that's something that I'm like, wow, thank you, God, for for that. And so we said, hey, well, there's more of the Bible than what we covered in this past year. Let's keep going. And so for this year, we we ramped it up just a little bit, nothing too far out of reach. Um, we had, we added a, I think we got through um, a, a number of Old Testament books. I think Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, um, and Deuteronomy. We skipped over numbers because um, there's parts of it that are just redundant. Um, for your basic Bible consumption. So we, we made a selective choice of choosing four of the five of the Decalogue. Uh, then we had Psalms and Proverbs and, and all of the New Testament. And we've been going through through that. And again, we're, we're having really good feedback. People saying, hey, I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm in it. I'm you know, it's a consistent pattern now. I know whether I plug it in on my phone um, while I'm driving to work or I'm listening to dwell during kids' nap times or I'm opening up my Bible myself and, and really taking notes. And I just I just keep hearing incredible stories of how people have been affected um, by the invitation, by the challenge of, of reading their Bible on a daily basis. And so we're excited for next year. I know we still got a couple months left here. We're winding down October. Um, but we're looking forward to the next year and we're going to take another step, um, in this Bible reading challenge where we're going to invite our church to read the Bible in a year. And, um, and I'm really excited about this, uh, to, to survey the whole scripture and to be able to go through the whole thing. Now there's going to be parts, there's gonna be parts of this year that when it comes to Bible reading, it's going to feel dry. You're going to get into to numbers and you got three chapters in a row. That's nothing but names and territories that you have no idea where they are on a map. That's just the reality of it. But, but by, uh, exposing ourselves to whole scriptures, you'll be able to 
to hear some of the incredible stories of, of first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles and the story of Samuel and, and the judges. Um, you're going to Ezra and Nehemiah, you're going to spend some time with them, the, the major and the minor prophets. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And, and to see people step up and, and for a lot of people, this would be a big, big challenge, um, to, to get through the whole Bible in a year. Um, and so I, I'm really looking forward to that, but, but if, if, um, and I think people are ready for it. People have, have developed the habit of reading daily and you've been reading one, two, three chapters of the Bible every day. Um, and you've got your Sundays for, for Sabbathing. So obviously, um, I'm, I'm preaching scriptures on Sunday mornings, but then also an opportunity for you to catch up on whatever you've missed through the week. Um, and so it'll just be another great challenge for us as a church to, to step into, um, the Bible in a year reading plan. Um, but if, if that seems like too much, if you're kind of like, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to get in and on a regular basis, then we're also going to have a second stream, a second pathway that's open as well. That's part of this feast of flourish Bible reading challenge, um, for those people that maybe want to take, you know, a couple chapters a day instead of, uh, four or five with the whole Bible reading plan. So That's something that, man, God's brought a lot of growth. Been super encouraged to see um, people reading the Bible consistently. And uh, and here we are with uh, another opportunity going into 2024 um, to, to grow in this area as well. And so I'm thanking God for that. Now, the final thing that I wanted to just talk shortly on is, is prayer. Um, and honestly, if I were to do an inventory of my own life, of the spiritual disciplines, I'm in church every Sunday, I'm reading my Bible every day, um, I'm, I'm getting there. But when it comes to prayer, um, it is hard. It's a hard discipline for me, partly because uh, I've got a, a productivity idol that I want to, you know, prayer doesn't seem productive because I, I'm just sitting and I'm coming before God. But but one of the quotes that Martin Luther um, said that, that sticks with me is that I've got so much to do that I can't help but spend the first two hours in prayer. Like that, that sort of mentality is a mentality that I have not yet adopted that I am I'm longing for and actually even asking God um, to, to produce a more prayerfulness, not only in me, but in the whole church, that we would become a people. You know, I know that we gather for missional community and we pray for one another. We make time to do that. That's a good thing. We pray in our services together. Um, but to have more more of a focus on prayer, wanting to see, you know, I'd love to see a, a prayer team sort of resurface that we're praying before church together. Our, um, that's something that does happen already. Our, our worship team, um, our production team, myself, we all get together before church and we spend probably like 20, 25 minutes in prayer talking through the logistics of the service, but also praying um, for the work that the Lord is going to do. Um, that is our kids ministry spends time in prayer before each service. And so that's something that we'd love to, to see, um, ma- get maximized and not just on those Sunday mornings, but to see a, a greater tenacity in our prayer life in the church, asking God for specific things to happen, asking God to move in very specific ways, whether it's, you know, praying for your specific neighbor, um, praying for specific sin struggle, praying for, um, our church to grow by a specific number or whatever, whatever to, to put a specific value on things, to put a specific um, outcome attached to it, to your prayers and ask God. And, and, you know, when you pray for those things, there's no guarantee that God is going to do that. He might say yes. He might say no. He might say maybe or not yet. Um, and so we are, we're asking that, um, you know, that that's really my appeal is, is for us to grow in this area as a church. And I even think about, you know, where does this start? What, what's one of the habits that you can get into right now? Um, and I, th- I think that would be praying for your MC one praying for your pastors. Cause I need your prayers. I need your prayers to do what I'm doing and, uh, and to remain faithful and, and pastor AJ and Jesse would say the same thing as well. We need your prayers as, as your elder team, as your elders, um, your overseers, we need your prayers. 
the church needs your prayers and your MC needs your prayers. Um, so be praying for your pastors, be praying for the church at large and, and the specific needs that you know of, but also be praying for those people in your missional community that, that you would see um, real gospel fruit come out of their lives. And, and you know, if you've been doing life with them, you know exactly what it is that they need and, and what would be the most helpful way to pray for people like that. And so uh, we want to be able to encourage you um, to, to do that, to, to call you into that. And uh, this Sunday, and maybe it's it's happened already, depending on when this podcast gets released. But um, but we're we're gonna do something to kind of spark that up a little bit because not only did we last week in the last sermon that I preached talk about spiritual discipline of prayer, um, but then the following week after that we're talking about community. And so linking those things together, prayers for our community. What we've done is we've taken there are um, a number of passages in Scripture that are short little prayers that that uh, the author of whatever epistle has written. And what we're going to do is we're going to give one of those to each household and say, will you pray for this for the next month? For the next month, will you commit to praying for our church in this way and asking God for specific things to come out of it? And so uh, be ready to grab one of those. It's sort of like reverse trick or treat. Well, not really reverse trick or treating. It's like trick or treating sort of, except for it's like um, instead of candy, we give you prayers from a bucket. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you prayers. And we want to invite you to into this life of praying for our church, praying for our leaders, praying for people in your mission community, and of course, your family and yourselves. Um, so that we would grow in prayerfulness. And, and by God's grace, um, we know that um, the, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, and so we want to ask the Lord in faith to do big things. And I think of Ephesians 3, that, that um, more than, than what we can ask, more than what we can even imagine, God has plans, God has the power to bring big things about. And so I want to pray like that. I want to, I want to move out from these small, wimpy prayers, these half-hearted prayers to to prayers that are, are full of faith, prayers that are asking God to move in, in miraculous ways, to literally move mountains in some set, sense, um, and, and that God would be glorified as his people come to him seeking his strength, seeking his power, seeking his will, um, and that our church would, would be all the better because of those things. Because these disciplines have been, again, we've seen growth in them throughout the years, um, but we want to continue growing in them as we press on. So those are some thoughts that I had coming off of that sermon um, and, and just an invitation and challenge for you. And, uh, and I really do hope that you'll join us as we pray for, for God to prosper our church. Um, to, to make our ministry effective, to establish the work of our hands, knowing that um, if, if, if the Lord does not build the house, the laborers work in vain. So that's our, that we're reckoning with that truth and we're asking God to come in and to, to move and do the things that we cannot do in ourselves. So join us in those things. Continue, um, continue your Bible reading prayer. Continue showing up to church. Continue um, praying big prayers. And uh, may the Lord bless you as you do so and you find ample grace as you ask. God bless you. Love you guys. Praying for you. Uh, looking forward to seeing you on Sunday morning. Take care.